13 combined goals, but unfortunately no goalie fights as the Minnesota Wild pick up a big 8-5 to win over the St. Louis Blues. We break down all the action on tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. You are Locked on Wild postcast, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Minnesota Wild pick up an 8-5 win, extend their point streak to a franchise record 14 games. We're breaking down all the action on tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast. Seth Tilpal joined by Kevin Gorg. Kevin, fitting that this was a TNT game because you had just a ton of fights, a ton of goals, a near goalie fight, and it all started with the St. Louis Blues having a 3-1 to lead in the first period, and then the game just completely flipped. Yeah, if you're a Wild fan, watch that first period. You had to think, what's going on? I mean, the, the team comes in, hottest team in the National Hockey League, on a 10-0-3 run, and they're down 3-1, and frankly, it could have been 4-1. Pareko had that puck that hit the pipe in the closing seconds of period one. Flurry looked a little bit off. The team looked a little bit off. And I know they're missing some great players. Start with Kaprizov. Work your way into Brodeen, Felino, And then the real bad news right before game time is Jake Middleton got sick. And so you're kind of piecemealing this thing together. You've got Sammy Walker up there. You've got Addison back in the lineup. You look completely out of sync. And then Jordan Bennington. And I, I hate to say it, but this is a wild team that's got a ton of pride. They're together. They are a group that is stuck together like glue. And I think when, when the chirping started early in the second period, it really galvanized this hockey team and they completely took over the hockey game. And, you know, we saw, I mean, just that second period, I don't know how you digest it. It was just a crazy 20 minutes of hockey. I had in my notes before the wild made the comeback to discuss the fact that with how Bennington has played over the last, I think he had given up 15 goals in his last four starts and early on, even on that first goal, was having a real hard time corralling the puck. And the Wild just kept poking away. And for a guy who is as high emotion as Bennington is, every now and again you poke the bear too much. And before you could even blink, he's out of the game, but not before nearly dropping the gloves with Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah, I think if you're Dean Everson in the wild, you're probably a little happy right now that that thing didn't go down. You never know what's going to happen. We've seen other players that are far more regular combatants in that arena get hurt. You know, Matt Dumba got hurt in a fight. Marcus Foligno got hurt in a fight. Ryan Hartman got hurt in a fight. Duhame's out right now because of a fight. And the goalies have been just such a big part of this success story that you don't want Mark andre Fleury having the chance to injure himself. So kudos to the linesman. I know the fans wanted to see it, but – um, selfishly as a uh, as a fan of this hockey team, I think it was the best thing that could have happened because Bennington made an ass of himself, flurry stepped for his teammates, nobody got hurt, and the game at that point was uh, all Minnesota Wild from that way to the wire. And so, yeah, it, it was nuts. And, you know, I, Ryan Hartman's one of those guys that walks the line. We watch him on a, a regular basis. And could he have avoided contact? I don't know. I mean, the guys on TNT really basically said Bennington came out and initiated that contact contact but knowing Hartman and the way he plays he certainly was buzzing the tower after he scored that goal and there was a little bit of a contact you know it didn't it didn't require Bennington to lose his mind but that's exactly what he did well and you see Hartman play the other side of that too when Braden Shen took exception and went after him and Hartman just 
he just uh, excused himself from that fracas, and Shen ends up getting a penalty and uh, and just continues just an unreal second period uh, for that Blues team. Kevin, we saw a ton of secondary scoring. The additions for the Wild at the deadline getting in on the act here tonight. And the fourth line continuing what has been a nice run for them. Ryan Reeves with the goal. Mason Shaw with the goal. Uh, it was just you know a, a collective effort here tonight. And uh, a lot of guys who we have been looking to to kind of help lead the Kaprizov absence stepping up and shining. It was one week ago tonight when Kaprizov got hurt. And it sounds like he's making good progress, but you never could have told me in the three games since he went out, they were going to score 17 goals. This is a team that even as good as they've been, Seth, all season has been a little bit goal starved. Um, I, I tried to process that as I was watching the game. And I, I thought back to a study group I had way back 30 plus years ago at the University of St. Thomas. There was like six of us in the study group and there was one incredibly smart person in that study group. If they were ever gone, we all had to pick up the slack. We all had to like double time it and figure out how we were going to get ready for the next exam or presentation. Well, I think that's what's happened with this hockey team. They've relied on Kirill Kaprizov for 40% of the points produced when he went out of the lineup a week ago. And now they're all on alert and they've all elevated their games. And I think you hit the nail on the head with the secondary scoring. It starts with the fourth line. They've been unbelievable. I mean, they've been good all year, but in this last week, uh, what they've been able to do. And if they're going the way they're playing right now, that takes the pressure off the Zuccarellos and the Boldies and the Johansons. And everybody right now is finding the net. And it's great to see because if this plays out the way that we think it will, Brodine likely comes back this weekend. Felino's got a chance to come back this weekend. Let's just say it's two to three more weeks before we see Caprice up. But now he's rested and back to 100% healthy. And you've got a couple weeks to go in the regular season. And then you hop into the playoffs and you're playing great hockey and then you'll finally be healthy. So it's an amazing uh, set of circumstances. The wild have embraced it. The adversity has galvanized them to another level and they continue to find ways to get points. Kevin, before we take a look at uh, a, a tricky weekend for the wild with Boston and Washington coming to town, I did want to talk about the Swedes tonight. Jewel Erickson X scoring on the power play stepping up to be kind of that net front guy and uh, and jamming a goal past Jordan Bennington. Then you have Oscar Sundquist, and you have John Klingberg getting goals here tonight. And so those moves by Bill Guerin at the deadline continuing to pay dividends as those guys have stepped in and given some nice veteran presence. And now we're starting to see some goals too. Well, and I think Billy Guerin is kind of the architect of not just the on-ice product, but the off-ice chemistry. Because when he made these moves, I think he saw – what exactly what we're getting to see right now. And I'm telling you, sitting on that wild charter plane and watching those Swedes playing card games, hanging out together, eating their post-game meal together, laughing, joking, all these players that have come in, Seth, have not just been welcomed by the group, but they've found a really happy place. And I think anyone can tell you, no matter what your job is, if you're happy at your job, you're going to be more productive. And so I think Bill Guerin saw the writing on the wall. And, you know, you look at the group of Swedes, they've got seven on this roster right now. They're all playing terrific hockey. Nobody more important than Jewel Eriksson Eck and everything that he does. Three-point game tonight, awesome on the penalty kill every single night, and just the, the gritty warrior that he is. But now, uh, I mean, Johansson's impacting the second line. Klingberg is just igniting the offense from the blue line. So, no, it's uh, it's been really fun to watch this thing come together. And, 
you know, trade deadline is a slippery slope. And, you know, the while we're playing pretty well heading into that, uh, into that date and, and Bill Guerin, I think sense an opportunity made a couple of bold moves and the, the move at Klingberg right at the wire there minutes before the deadline actually expired uh, might turn out to be uh, quite an impactful move. When you look at how important power plays are and offensive production from the blue line, when the, when the rink shrinks and the playoffs start and goals are that much tougher to come by. So, so far, so good. Let's hope they can keep this thing going. A franchise record, 14 games with a point and the Minnesota wild more importantly, keep pace with the teams uh, in front and directly behind them in the Central Division standings. A big weekend on tap as the Boston Bruins come to town and Washington as well. So we'll finish today's Locked on Wild postcast discussing those two games after a word from our sponsor, which for tonight's Locked on Wild postcast is FanDuel Sportsbook. And it is the month of March, which means March Madness is here. And if you're looking to try to find that team that is going to go all the way, you can head to FanDuel, America's number one sports bet book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line, two-point scores, three-pointers drained. Plus, you can head for NBA, NHL, you name it, they've got it. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of Locked On. Continuing tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast, Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg as the Minnesota Wild pick up an 8-5 to win over the St. Louis Blues. Boston coming to town this weekend, Kevin. Although it's a Bruins team that, and I'm not suggesting that they have fallen off the mountain, they got up to the top of the mountain, clinched a playoff spot, and since then they're in that tricky area of how do you keep being competitive when the games don't have as much on the line as they did before. Yeah, they're they're kind of in a weird spot because they've been so brilliant. 105 points. I think they're 15 clear of the next team. They've lost two out of three. They just got taken deep by Al Stalock and the Blackhawks last night. Um, they're going to be a cranky bunch either way, but you certainly, uh, as a Wild fan, want to see them win tomorrow night in Winnipeg. Clearly that helps the Wild because it keeps Winnipeg from climbing back into the race for one of those top three spots in the Central, but it also – puts the Bruins off alert because if they come in off back-to-back losses on this trip, they'll just be that much more amped up for that game Saturday afternoon. I go back to the game in Boston in the first week of the season and the Wild had started out 0-3-1 at home. Uh, we went to Boston, played a matinee out there and, and the Wild played a terrific game. Now they lost an extra time, but it was one of those games where you walked away saying, if this is who the Wild are, we're going to be okay. And then the Wild kind of went on a decent run and stabilized uh, that early part of the season. Minnesota will be motivated. I mentioned earlier that Brodine and Felino both have the possibility to return this weekend. Middleton hopefully will be healthy by then. He's sick today. Uh, they have the day off tomorrow and a practice day on Friday. So let's get Middleton back out there. And if you get Brodine back out there, that's a huge shot in the arm. I do think Odin Everson will use some caution. And with back-to-back games this weekend, maybe Brodine will only play one of them. I'm not sure, but certainly that's something to consider. 
But the bottom line is that Minnesota's got a ton of confidence right now. The fans are going to be amped up to see him off what we watch tonight. And uh, you get two cool home games that start at 1 o'clock. I love uh, – I love having a different feel to a game. And at one o'clock on both Saturday and Sunday, you get uh, two Eastern conference teams. We don't see very often with some star power and it should be great for everybody involved. Well, and you, you get it too on the opening weekend of the NCAA tournament. And so it's just one of those pinnacle sports weekends. And if you're going to be maybe at the game, keeping an eye on some of those uh, March madness basketball games or out and about somewhere with a bazillion tr- uh, TVs keeping track of the action. It just feels right that those games are right during the afternoon. Yeah, what a great weekend for sports fans. And don't sleep on the fact that the NCHC has their uh, final championship games this weekend. couple of games on Friday, championship game Saturday night. That's why the Wild are playing at 1 o'clock. Uh, so you can maybe see Denver against either St. Cloud or North Dakota on that Saturday night. If you're a hockey fan, come down there for the double dip. And then, of course, with St. Patrick's Day this weekend in St. Paul, that only makes things a little more crazy for sure. (laughs) Kevin, the last two times out for both Philip Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury, we've seen them allow a few more goals than they had previously. But the Wild have also scored more goals than they did previously. And so it's one of those kind of both sides of the coin thing where you're not needing as fine of goaltending as you did before with more offense coming, but um, it's going to be interesting to see how those guys bounce back um, because you would imagine that both of them get a start this weekend with Washington then on Sunday too. Yeah, I think they're both going to play this weekend. You know, it's funny. You look at the schedule right now and you had these, these three games this week. Now you've got the two home games against those Eastern Conference teams, and then you go to New Jersey for a game on Tuesday. So that's a, a three pack of games that are very difficult. Then you go to Philadelphia, who's a team a lot like St. Louis, that's going nowhere and probably a game you should win. And then you've got, I think the Blackhawks before you go out to Colorado. So there's some weird three game stretches here. Certainly both goalies want to clean some things up. Um, I thought Gustafson was really fighting the puck in Arizona, made a couple of really nice saves to battle his way through it. But, but certainly seeing him after the game and having a quick conversation with him, he was a little frustrated with what he put out there that night. And I know Marc-Andre Fleury tonight was not happy with his first period. And so, you know, Freddie Shabbat is such a calming influence on these two guys. They'll have time to get together at practice on Friday. They're going to have that full practice over at Trio Rank. And I think it'll give everybody a chance to kind of catch their breath after a day off tomorrow. And then you brace yourself for a real busy part of the schedule. It's not only going to be uh, these two home games this weekend, but then you look forward to the end of this month and then early April. There's a ton of games. There's big games in in tough spots like Vegas. uh, And you're going to have to be on your game. And so right now for Minnesota, they want to clean part of that up. You can't win games eight to five this time of year on a regular basis. They know that. They learned that last year. I'd be much happier this weekend to see a couple of 2-1 games, 3-2 games and less penalties and less chaos because that's the recipe where this team is at their very best. Kevin, final one for you. Uh, It was mentioned during the uh, broadcast tonight that it sounds like there may be a little optimism that Kirill Kaprizov returns ahead of schedule. We'll see on that, but even if he would come back slightly before that timetable with this secondary scoring starting to pick up, Look out. Yeah. I mean, when he comes back, and I, I can tell you with 100% certainty that they are going to make absolute sure that he's ready to go. They're not going to risk anything. 
Uh, when you're a guy that skates at the level that Kirill Kaprizov skates at, you're not going to want to risk anything in that lower body, which he tweaked. They dodged the bullet. Um, I know he's itching to get back. And from everything I'm hearing after leaving the road trip, you know, he is at a schedule. He is feeling pretty good, but I think they're going to take it as slow as possible because when he comes back, he'll be recharged and ready to go. And then you hopefully can kind of ramp up towards the playoffs. Frankly, um, you know, right now I'm far more concerned about getting Brodine back and seeing how he looks because that's the next big piece of the puzzle. And we know how valuable number 25 is to this hockey team. And what's going to be interesting, Seth, and it's something to certainly watch is I've done the math and we know that they've got eight quality defensemen right now, but you take a look at that forward position and you think about not just Marcus Foligno likely coming back this weekend. Don't forget about Brandon Duhame. Where are these players going to go? And, you know, I get that Sammy Walker likely isn't here long-term, but I do love the, love the way he plays. But who comes out? Uh, that fourth line right now, I don't know if you can touch that fourth line. So, yeah, I get Sam Steele. I get that. Uh, but it's good to have some depth. And certainly there are going to be other injuries and other illnesses here down the stretch. And even when you get in the playoffs, people get banged up. It's nice to have uh, this team building some equity with more than just a couple of players carrying the load, because I don't think that's ever going to be sustainable when the postseason starts and to have multiple lines going and to have a battle for ice time on the blue, on the blue line right now, I think is a very good thing for this hockey club. A hundred percent. And they've got Gustav Nyquist waiting in the wings too, if needed. So of course <laughs> a ton of depth, a ton <laughs> of depth for this team at the perfect time. And it's leading to some really fun hockey, as we've seen over these last 14 games. Now 11-0-3 during that stretch as the Wild beat Jordan Bennington and the St. Louis Blues 8-5. That'll wrap it up for tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast. Kevin, thanks for the time as always. We will check in with you over the weekend with those home games on tap. And uh, hopefully the Wild will be able to uh, pick up a win uh, a couple of times uh, with a couple of big games coming up as well. Either way, Wild fans, make sure you check out Locked on Wild. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, we have a ton more coming out uh, on this game. Feels like it's going to need a few episodes to break down. So we'll do that for you, and we will keep you up to date with all of the Wild content you can handle as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network. New episodes every Monday through Friday. Make sure to check us out as we keep you up to date on all things Minnesota Wild.